Hello and welcome to a special on the road edition of the Full and Focus podcast with me, Morgan Calton, and my partner in crime, Danny Boy. How you doing, mate? Uh, yeah, I felt better. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> this well, is um, this has been the most challenging three days of my life. So, what? right now we are somewhere near Daventry, uh, beginning of day three of the Fulham to Birmingham walk. Uh, it's, it's been tough. Um, the first day we ended up doing seven miles more than we're supposed to, which, if you're in a car, isn't so bad. When you're on foot, it, it's pretty horrific. Um, so, yeah, we've uh, done that yesterday. Um, had to go through Milton Keynes, which, no offence to anyone from Milton Keynes, <laughs> is a fucking toilet. Um, it's a dump, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it it's a horrible place. Uh, and it's you just get lost in it and i don't know why anyone needs that many roundabouts underpasses or anything but yeah i i the the sooner i go back there uh i will not be very happy um and unfortunately for me i got uh about 10 miles from the uh, end point uh, of the 42 mile day and uh, one, one minute I was standing up, and uh, next minute I wasn't. And uh, yeah, and I don't really remember what happened in between there, so I had to get carted off. So that's that's a bit unfortunate. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, what were we doing in the evening? We just had a bit of recovery, really, didn't we? Yeah, I think you've been a bit harsh on yourself, though, telling the world that you, you know, you collapsed. Because let's 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 tell them why you collapsed. You, you've you've been at the front of the pack. Since yeah. we left the cottage, you've been right at the front, setting the pace, and then there's been me and a few others, you know, at the back, taking our time, pacing ourselves. And I think um, you was, you know, you're very, you're a very determined guy, and yeah, you, you were desperate, desperate to get there. So I determined, stubborn, whatever way you want to call it. Uh, I know, I know how much is hurting you that you had to. Yeah, uh, but, are, but I think it's kind of. It's a pretty sort of decent example of the fact that this, when we sort of, uh, you know, got on board with the challenge, it was like, yeah, no, this will be fun. It's, uh, you know, a bit of a walk, take it in nice stages. Uh, it's really hard. I mean, I've never done anything like this in terms of walking challenges. Um, uh, oh, look, sheep. Um, I just, you just can't, you can't explain to people, well, for me personally, I know a lot, a lot of the group have had this problem. I don't feel out of breath or tired at all. And if you look at the, the photos of the team doing this, you probably would have pinpointed me as the one to struggle the most. But I, I honestly, I'm not aching at all. But my feet are in bits. Blisters, bruises. And once that happens, it is so physically and mentally draining, knowing you've got to get up and do it all over again. This is every step I'm taking panding on this road because it's the roads aren't even are they we've no. been we've been through all sorts I mean a lot of the a lot of the time we haven't even got a, a pavement to walk on like we're doing now we're, exactly. we're in the middle of the road <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not quite sure what road this is uh, we've got a lovely view over towards wherever that is those lovely uh, beautiful scenery like fields and that um, different shades of green and some yellow um, beautiful blue skies. No, I mean, it's a great experience. It really has been. And the whole team, uh, you get to know everybody and, you know, all fellow Fulham supporters and you, you know, you, you just, it's, it's, it's been a brilliant experience. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now we are walking at about mm, one and a half miles an hour because 
every bit of my legs are telling me, what the hell are you doing? What, why, why are you doing this? Um, but again, it's, it's for the cause, for the money we've raised. We've raised over 11 and a half grand now. Uh, we had a target of 10 grand, um, which is amazing. All, you know, as you may know, all the money that we raised from this is going to the charity Calm, uh, campaign against living miserably. Uh, and, you know, we are, it just drives you. It makes you want to push on through barriers that your body has put up to safeguard you from, you know, harm. So we'll push on. Um, hopefully, you know, keep going for as long as possible. Hopefully get to Solihull uh, before tomorrow uh, at this rate. Uh, and you got to tell him the, the funny, funny thing that happened when we come out of the hotel room. So um, <laughs> we, we come out of the hotel room together um, yesterday evening, bearing in mind that that took us up to what? Over 70, you did over 70. Yeah, it's over 70 now. Yeah, so um, that, you know, we, we <laughs> were in a lot of pain. Yeah. And we went down for dinner and we come out of the hotel room at the same time. Both waddling, waddling <laughs> along, really limping, and there was loads of people, like a wedding reception or something, yeah. in the hallway. Saw us come out of the hotel room, both limping, and you went to me. You can guess what what they're thinking right now. So, um, oh, we'd had a good time. Yeah. Well, hang on, the, uh... one one issue with having to record a podcast uh, whilst walking along a uh, A road is having to watch out for cars. Uh, could really do with the pavement again actually it's yeah it's uh but enough, yeah. don't you find that most of the pavements so far are, are like covered in weeds and and grass that hasn't been cut in about 100 years yeah it's because they don't need to because no one's stupid enough to walk down them because <laughs> no one's stupid enough to walk to Birmingham yeah so what are we do we've got uh it's the last full day today we've got um 32 miles to Solihull um and then Apparently there's uh, there's uh, massages waiting for us there, which um, I kind of wish they would be brought forward 31 miles to where we are at the moment. Um, so yeah, we get those, and then yeah, tonight have a bit of a celebration, I guess, or probably have one drink and then pass out. Uh, and then tomorrow we got six miles yeah. to uh, St Andrews. Uh, we're being joined, we think, uh, by. A fair few uh, Birmingham fans. Don't know if any other Fulham fans are coming, but we're a nice group of us heading to the ground, uh, hopefully for around 11 a.m. And uh, yeah, and then we'll hopefully uh, by the end of the day see us get promoted. But it's, it's, I don't know. What, what do you think? Potential to be a very, very emotional day on Sunday. Um, you know, regardless of whether we get promoted or not, I think there'll be tears either way. This is just... <laughs> I want to cry right now, you know. I miss, miss the family. I've never been away from my family for this long. Um, and it's just... It just... It's such a test, isn't it? It's just... Huh. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been challenged like this before, mentally. No, um, it is. It is purely... I mean, the physical side. I mean, the physical side is what's killing me at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but mentally, it's trying to break through that particular barrier I mean you know I've told you I've did you know a few years ago I did a 2,000 mile cycle through Asia it was the hot season and I've never felt anything like it but I actually my body felt better 
after three weeks of that than I do after two and a bit days of this war. Um, maybe because I was yeah, a couple of years younger and a bit fitter, but yeah. It's, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how much fitness comes into it with this. I think no. you've, you've, just, you've obviously got to be used to walking. Your feet have got to be used to this. Yeah. My feet aren't used to it. I sit down all day, so... But, uh, yeah, as you said, tomorrow's probably going to be uh, emotional for various reasons. I think if we do get promoted, um, I might just... I think I'll just cry because... Not because I'm like want to be one of those football fans that you see on TV no. bawling their eyes out for uh, whatever reason, uh, but because going through this and then I would say the unexpected happening, I don't think Cardiff will... Uh, do anything but uh, give Reading a good scene to. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think that just adds to the emotion. If it does, does pull it, we do pull it off. The un- unexpected has happened then because I think everyone is expecting Cardiff to beat Reading. I actually think the fact that, you know, if they were playing Nottingham Forest or someone like that at home, someone of the same sort of calibre as Reading at the moment, I would say, yeah, it's all over. But there's just something in me saying. The fact that it's Reading that have the potential to get us promoted and the fact that they can't really rest on their laurels and expect to stay up. They have, some, they have something riding on the game as, as much as we do. They need a point. That just says to me it's just fate that we're going to get promoted because of Reading. I just think that would just sum us up. That would be the biggest irony uh, possible. And, you know, I think the way we played the unbeaten run... Um, the way, you know, the walk we've been on, uh, I, I don't know, I just kind of feel like we would deserve it. But, you know, if, if Cardiff do go up second, you can't argue after 46 games, fair play to them. And I still think we've got a great chance in the playoffs, but I think it's important on Sunday that if we do miss out, I think it, it depends how we miss out. Yeah. If we're winning for a long time and Cardiff are losing, and you know, with 20 minutes to go, we think we've done it. And all of a sudden, they turn it round, or you know, they're drawing. They score a last-minute winner. That could be very demoralising for the team, for the fans. Yeah. Um, so I think it depends how we lose. If, 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 we're, if Cardiff are winning early on and they, they're comfortably winning two 0 the whole game, I think you're prepared for the playoffs anyway, like we are now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. We don't so, expect anything but the playoffs. Yeah, but um, you don't want it. You don't want it to be dangled in front of you and no. then taken away. That would be painful. So, but I think we've, you know, we've come to the agreement that Chris Martin is going to score uh, a completely shit house goal. Well, it's just Johnny is going to win a penalty. Yeah, and Chris Martin's going to take it in the last second. I'm going to have the radio one in my ear. Our game's going to have finished because. Um, their game had a, a bad injury, so they're still playing, <laughs> and we players are all standing around waiting for the the reaction of the fans. And it's going to be one uh, nil to Cardiff, and then Zaluko uh, is going to go on a, an amazing run and win a penalty, and then Neil Warnock's going to lose his shit, <laughs> <laughs> and then the commentator's going to say, "Oh, and it's Chris Martin, the former on loan Fulham player. Is he going to send them up?" And he'll probably miss the penalty, but he might tap in the rebound. He's, uh, he's, he's going to smash it off the post. <laughs> it's going to come back and hit him in the face and knock him out and go in. See, that's an ideal scenario because, you know, I think 
if Martin were to score the goal or even assist it, you know, whatever he does, if he has some involvement in getting us promoted like he was supposed to last season, um, I think any sort of, well, yeah, any animosity that's held towards him still, we're just, it'll be forgotten. I think, I think everyone, I think everyone would still think he's an arsehole because uh, he came across as one. Uh, but, yeah, he, uh, he'd definitely um, be welcome back to the cottage with a handshake the thing is slap. you watch the reaction of the players like Kearney when he did come back from that that strike he had um, and he come back into the team and he scored but he scored a penalty Kearney, Kearney or Martin Kearney, yeah Martin no I'm talking about Martin yeah yeah last season oh yeah but if you look at Kearney's reaction celebrating Martin scoring on his comeback they were so happy for him so but yeah I think this is the thing he does, he does was he an arsehole or was he just unprofessional well, yeah, I think unprofessional is probably more accurate. I mean, he he seems to be one of those players that other players like, um, but he's just says, "Oh, hang on." Um, about hundred cyclists coming towards me as if yeah. I don't as if I don't hate cyclists enough. Being a hey, 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 calm down. Cyclists are all right. No, they're not, mate. They just yeah. get in the way. Just because you're a bus driver and you have a natural affinity for hating cyclists, <laughs> I like them. Do my head in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, we. Uh, it's the uh, mammals on parade. Um, <laughs> that's what they're called, mammals. Middle-aged men like for. Well, yeah. And so, now I'm currently nice. walking through the higher grass with all the stinging nettles yeah. because of the cyclists. I'm walking on the road because the. Well, with the state of my legs at the moment, you're uh, too little to walk through the grass. I don't. I don't want to walk through long grass. I might You'll get, get lost. lost yeah. mate. It'd be like. Um, <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> That's what I said yesterday. <laughs> All these dandelions around, and I uh, thought I'd uh, go underneath them, try and. <coughs> we can actually see a few of our team a bit further ahead. They're like dots, orange yeah, dots. Big orange dots, or small orange dots. Did I say big? No, I did. Uh, I'm, yeah. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I've got too much pain going through my body now to actually know what I'm saying. So. Um, that's, that's that's delightful. It'd be nice to get a few <laughs> interviews later with um, some of the team. Yeah, I think we'll do that. Share, we'll, uh, on, the other, share on this podcast. Yeah, and we'll uh, <coughs> see how people are feeling. Uh, <coughs> uh, oh. I think it's going to be a a celebratory but uh, subdued evening tonight because I think people are just going to be done. And, uh, and you've got to give a shout out to Bob because... Um, Bob isn't in any of the photos, the team photos, but he's very much part of the team. He's the support car driver. Uh, he's the one that every morning bandages us up, you know, puts plasters on us, gives us advice, motivation, looks after us, you know, provides all the water and runs around all day. He must be knackered at the end of the day because yeah, yeah. he just he does so many trips up and down, making sure everyone's okay. And uh, we couldn't do it without him. So no, he's he's been amazing. And uh, you know, when I when I had my little incident last night, uh, he was you know on hand, uh, which was helpful because otherwise that could have been interesting. Um, yeah, so he's he's been amazing. I think it would have been a very different story without him. Um, so yeah, I think uh, what else have we got to talk about? We've. Well, we, don't, we don't want to make it a 10-hour podcast, but we've got a... Is there anything else we need to cover? 
what, football-wise? Or, yeah, let's or... go football-wise. I, don't think, I think uh, we can do our rambling could do, podcast could do next do time. A, we can do a mini awards of the season. No, we're going to cover that in more detail yeah. uh, on the proper podcast. But so we can um, give a few, few um, awards that. You know how we think. Yeah. Goal of the season? Uh, oh, gosh. Put you on the spot there, right? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't even remember this morning. So, uh, what have we got? Um, no, I, I uh, like Mitro's against it. who was it? Wolves. That was a good goal. Yeah, that was a good goal. Uh, McDonald's against Millwall was pretty good. McDonald's against Millwall was great. Um, you know, I like the third goal when um, Kalas just drove through in the middle and then yeah. passed it to him and Mitrovic just. That was a, that was a proper that effortless. was a proper. I'm really sick of being on the bench. Give me the ball. Yeah. Like you know when a when a player who at sort of youth level is so much better than any of the other yeah, sort of guys yeah, in his school like team, that. and it's just be like center half yeah. and still run around everyone. Um, that was a good goal. We'll go with that for best assist of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's Tim go Green with player of the season. Yeah, yeah I think. Um, I think we've all agreed, you know, at, at Fulham Focus gem, uh, as a general thing, is that Tim Ream has been outstanding. And I'll be very surprised and I'm mildly upset if he doesn't win that award. Just because without him there, uh, our goals against number would be a lot higher. Well, I mean, for me, the reason I think he deserves it so much is because... The likes of Kearney and, and players like Mitrovic and players like that, they do win awards and they do win player of the month and get in the EFL team of the year. But Tim Ream's the kind of player, a bit like Aaron Hughes, where, you know, Hangeland does get all the credit and, and Hughes goes a bit unnoticed. And with, Without them there, we would be a lot, lot weaker as a team. Um, he's been by far, for me, the most consistent. I mean, I know he's made a few, few mistakes here and there, but... How demanding we are of him on the ball, the amount he receives the ball in in tight areas and you know as to as to play it out, you know, the, the slav way. I don't think there's a centre half in this division that could have done a better job than him, I really don't. And for me, he deserves player of the season just for that, being an unsung hero. Which I think is being good that he has been because it's sort of almost taken the pressure off him. Um, He's kind of came off uh, back in last season where he had a great partnership with Callas, but there were still, you know, certain holes in their uh, defensive work. Um, and no one expected him to do much apart from, you know, fill that gap and maybe be the, you know, one of the uh, rotating centre-backs. But now you've got to imagine that he's sort of, you know, cliche first name in the team sheet. Um, but he didn't, yeah, you're right, he didn't get the recognition. He didn't, I would have, whether it's because... In my view, the whole EFL awards thing looked a bit lazy. Oh, um, extremely lazy. It was just kind of, I think they probably just read, yeah, took one newspaper and sort of read the reports from it. And they go, well, yeah, we've got all these players. Uh, who, who was who was the centre-backs in that one? Connor Cody? Uh, yeah, Connor Cody got in one of them. Uh, John Terry, and I guess, didn't he? Did John Terry get in it? I'm not sure. I don't know. I know Connor Cody got in one. And then, uh, who's the upper wall centre-after? Bolly? Yeah, maybe. Tall Blackfella. Um, he got in the opposite one. They had one in each. Right. Um, I'm not sure who the centre half was next to. 
Hang on, we're, uh, oh, we're about to get uh, run over by a four by four. Um, I think it might have been Bamba in the player one. Oh, yeah. With Bolly. And then in the EFL one, it was John Terry and Connor Cody, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, think I remember seeing Terry's name. Um, uh, I mean, but that, that whole EFL team, I mean... It was great that we had three players in it. Well, Kenny, just, Kenny shouldn't have been in it. No. He played about 20 games. And even when he did, I mean, for the most part, he looked, you know, hardly... Well, not half the player he was last season, but definitely not as good. Um, so, again, I think it was done more in reputation than it was in actual performances. It is. It's more of a popularity contest than yeah. it is, um, is, is a rewarding one. Um, but, you know, still proud to have three players in it. Yeah. And, Shout out to, to Ryan, yeah. Fred, no, well, we have two Ryans in the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan Fredericks, because um, I think people probably assume Sessignon would get in there. Yeah. You know, at left back, he yeah, did yeah. the same last season. 16 and 17 in the, the, the players' like, team of the year. He's unbelievable. Wait, was he in the team of the year last year? Yeah, with Kearney. Ah. But both times he was left back. See, last, yeah, yeah, last yeah. year was funny because we had Malone was in one. I think he, Malone was in the EFL. That's one, right, yeah. And Sessignon was in the players' one. Right. But to be voted by your peers in the team of the year, 16 and 17, is ridiculous. I do think he's fortunate that he can play left back because I think. Um, he's not a left back. He's not a left back, <laughs> but in both teams he's been voted as the, the left back of the year. Uh, and I think that's just because there's not a very strong pool of, of left backs in the division. I think no. he certainly wouldn't have been voted on the left wing. Um, so, but you know, good on him. But going back to Ryan Fredericks, like I said. Hang on, there's a caravan coming towards us. We'll go. <laughs> I do not want to be killed. There's something you don't hear every day. Not in London, anyway. Um, what about Young Player of the Year? <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> no, Ryan Fredericks deserved, deserved it. He's been outstanding. Um, and just like Tim Ream, it's not just about how good they've been, it's about how much they've improved. Um, yeah. Both on a Chris Baird level, uh, especially um, Tim Ree. But, but I remember when Ryan first joined us, yes, he was lightning quick. But I wasn't even convinced that ability-wise, he was that much better than Jack Grimmer and Jazz, Jazz um, Richards at the time. It sounds ridiculous now. But it I, does, because you, you do remember Jazz Richards was awful. Pretty useless. Ryan's, you know, he weren't, he weren't, I didn't think he had much ability, I've got to be honest. I thought if, if you took away his speed, he was very limited. But I think he, um, he still relies on the speed, obviously, but why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, that fast, the... but he's definitely, he probably is the best right back in the division now. I think we've got the two best ones. I think the, Christie was a great signing, so I think we've got the. I definitely wouldn't put him up there as one of the best ones. I'd say he's a solid backup. I think the speed, the speed makes him. Well, he got in the team of the year. Fuck so. He must be one of the best. Well, Christy. Are you talking about Ryan? Yeah, no, I'm talking about uh, Christy. Oh, no. I no, I'm saying Christy's a good backup. I'm saying... I think Christy's an all-round better player than um, Fredericks. Just think Ryan... Mm. Um, Ryan complements our style yeah. better because of his speed. That penetration he can give us. Yeah, I think if we... Uh, if it did come to it and... the season ended and we were still in the, the championship... He would definitely be gone. I think it sort of seems very much destined yeah. for that. Um, but then, uh, but Christie's already made a placement. I think we just. Well, that's to, the thing. We we did that. We have I to mean, adapt a little bit the style. But, um, but yeah. I think um, 
we're going to have to adapt a lot if we do uh, if we don't go up because I think we'll lose not only three of our best players but um, you know our manager as well yeah I don't think we will I think the manager will stay I think he's committed to the club I really do I think if um, almost on an Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger kind of level now I think he's now earned the respect of the the chairman Klein's gone he's got his own way and you think of how many times he has publicly criticised the owners or or the way the, the transfers have worked. He's thrown his toys out quite a few times over the, the last few years. and Not many managers would get away with that. He's, there's something about him where, more, more than any other manager we've had, I feel like he has a lot more power in the club than the others did now. Um, He's almost become a manager as opposed to a head coach. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, they, I think, you know, the way Mitrovic's attitude, I think Serbian people, I've got a few drivers at work that are Serbians. They're a very loyal breed. They're very passionate. Um, you know, you wouldn't want to mess with them. And I think sometimes <laughs> that could be interpreted the wrong way. But I, I think if he's respected and loved like you, then I, I don't think he would jump ship. I really don't. I don't think he's in it for money. I mean, if we're talking stupid money, uh, then, you know, we're all human beings. But I don't think he's got an eye on moving away. I don't think he's that kind of person. We'll lose players, but then for the money we're probably going to lose him for, I think we could rebuild. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> you don't want another transition. You want no. to go up this year, don't you? No, I think, you know, my, my feeling is that he wouldn't quit in order to just, uh, you know, because he's had enough. I think it would be a matter of another team coming in for him and thinking perhaps you know he'd done all he could um, to get us up this season uh, because he will undoubtedly lose some of our players yeah. um, you know it would be great if they sort of said actually no we're going to stay we're going to go up next season but I feel like something like Kearney I think he'll be uh, he'll be off um, obviously the sort of West Ham rumours quite we, strong on that one if um, we don't go up and we uh, we do keep the manager do you not think for I mean, the problem you got is that Mitrovic and Target are probably worth about 30 million between them. And they're unknown. Yeah. So already, you, you, you're playing catch-up if they go back. I, um, I, think, I think we've got a similar situation with um, Target that we had with Callas. Yeah. And yeah, Piazza. And I think, you know, we'll... Uh, Southampton don't need him at the moment. It's, he's well, he's a great player. Down, He's the, he, I think he's the best left back in the league. Yeah, so, I, I kind of forgot that they uh, potentially will go down. Because yeah. if they go down, I reckon Ryan Bertrand would move on. Yeah, um, he's already made for them then. And then, yeah, so okay, we kind of want them to stay up then. Uh, yeah. well, I, don't I don't know, Mark Hughes. Yeah, but you know he's already got one team relegated pretty much this yeah. season, so it'd be nice for him to relegate two. Oh. All right. Oh, it's got suddenly oh, got a bit. So, Bob. Oh, suddenly got a bit dangerous here. Uh, all right, shall we shall we put a hold on this one now for uh, yeah, a little bit? Yeah, Bob's just pulled us over, so um, we're going to have a word with uh, our support man. And see uh, you part two later. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Um, our kind of our intention to uh, continue the podcast and sort of through the whole uh, walk today didn't quite get off, uh, uh, carry on as uh, as we expected. Um, we're now done um, both. Uh, 
mentally and physically, and we finally got over the, the finish line this evening. Um, and, yeah, I, I think we're, we're, we're fully spent now. We've got six miles left tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that would be a nice little, I'd say a stroll. It's still six miles. It's still two hours of walking. Um, uh, hopefully joined by some Birmingham fans. Uh, yeah, so how are you feeling about tomorrow? Are you feeling, you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think um, I feel I'll, I'll cry. Uh, just it's been the most physically and uh, um, you know mentally challenging experience of my life. Um, the pain that I've been through, you know, I've, I just can't describe how much pain my feet are in right now. But I couldn't have wished to have done it with with uh, better people than than you guys and you know it's been an amazing experience uh, very proud of the money we've raised and and the awareness we're raising and saving lives um because that's the main the main thing and you know I've, i think the fact that birmingham fans are going to be joining us together i think lee's wearing a birmingham top to show a bit of unity um birmingham fans walking with us i think no, I think it'll be very special. Yeah. I mean, that's like it's we've raised a lot of money now. We're almost up to twelve grand. Um, if you haven't donated and you still uh, would like to, um, you can go. You can see our links on our Twitter pages um, at MC Calton or at Danny Boy. Is that your? Is that your Twitter? Danny Boy underscore FFC. Oh, there you go. I think that's it. I mean, I'm always tweeting from the Fulham Focus one. So oh I yeah. But um, or, it's it's all around Twitter. Just. Hashtag Fulham to Birmingham Walk and exactly. you'll find it. Yeah. Um, Number yeah. two, not not T uh, T O. Yeah, no, we don't we don't spell with words. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, no, we've got to get some sleep now. We've yeah, remember we've still got six miles to do tomorrow. Uh, it's gonna be a massive day. Uh, it's gonna be emotional in every single way possible. And uh, yeah, all right. And if you safe see us tomorrow, journey. yeah, safe journey and. We'll be at the ground from around 11, so if you see 11 people looking in pain, wearing orange vests, uh, come say hi. Well, it might be 10 and, and one crawling, because yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know if my, my ankles can take my, my weight any longer. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, so uh, set trip up. Uh, come on, you whites. Come on, you whites. <laughs>